are you like me or like how I was when I was waiting for the baby and I was thinking, oh my gosh, the birth and the labor. And then I was like, oh, what about feeding? And like, am I going to nurse the baby or am I going to bottle feed or pass all the things? And then the one thing I didn't think about was sleep. So then I like literally get home from the hospital with this like baby and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not sure like how long is he supposed to sleep? When does he sleep through the night? How many naps is he supposed to take? I mean, I had so many questions. And then on top of it, like I'm sleep is really important to me, you guys. Like I'm a sleeper. I need sleep. And so then the question became like, okay, how do we establish a sleep environment? Am I going to co-sleep? I mean, I just didn't know anything about swaddling and pacifiers, all the things. So in today's episode, I dig into all of that with Ashley Roberts of Carolina's Newborn Care. And now don't let Carolina's fool you. She is a sleep specialist that works virtually and coaches families all around the United States. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode all about sleep. What does a contraction feel like? How do I know if I'm in labor? And what does a day of labor look like? Wait, is this normal? Hey, I'm Heidi. My best friends call me Hydes. I'm a certified birth doula, host of this podcast, and author of Birth Story, an interactive pregnancy guidebook. I have supported hundreds of women through their labor and deliveries, and I believe every one of them and you deserves a microphone and a stage. So here we are. Listen each week to get answers to these tough questions. Birth Story, where we talk about pregnancy, labor, deliveries, where we tell our stories and share our feelings. And of course, chat about our favorite baby products and motherhood. And because I'm passionate about birth outcomes, you will hear from some of the top experts in labor and delivery. Whether you are pregnant, trying desperately to get pregnant, or you just love a good birth story, I hope you will stick around and be part of this birth story family. Okay, just a little something before we get started today, and that is, what happens if you don't take Birth Story Academy? So like, let's say you're pregnant, that's why you're listening to the Birth Story podcast, and you're preparing for a hospital birth that's upcoming. And of course, this podcast gives you tons of free information, right? But like, do you really understand the stages of labor? How to know when you're in labor? What if you have to have an induction? What about a cesarean section? What about all of the decisions that you have to make once you get to the hospital? So you get there and then they put you in triage. Birth Story Academy walks you through all the things that happen, like that rapid fire with like monitoring and blood work and questions and IV ports and do you want an epidural? I don't know. Do you? In Birth Story Academy, we literally break down all of those decisions pros, cons, risks, benefits, intuition. And like we get into it. We make birth plans. We do birth visions. We listen to birth affirmations and parenting affirmations. 
And like at the end of it, like you know exactly what's going to happen when you go into labor and when you get to the hospital. What's going to happen after you give birth? Newborn care preferences. How to take care of your baby. So I guess what I'm getting at is if you're not in Birth Story Academy, what's your plan? Right? Like I want to be your teacher. I want you to come join me in Birth Story Academy and let me walk you through all of the decisions that you have to make if you're having a hospital birth and how to have body autonomy and how to have informed consent and informed refusal. Like I'm going to teach you and your partner, if you have one, everything that you need to know about birthing in a hospital so that you can walk in that door with some swagger, with some confidence, like wash that anxiety away because you learned everything you needed to learn in Birth Story Academy and you are ready to crush that birth, right? Okay, let's do it. And let's get to this episode. Okay, I have a really amazing discount for you guys with anjahealth.com. So it's A-N-J-A health.com. They are my exclusive partner for cord blood and tissue banking. If you've listened to episode 88 of the podcast, where I interview the CEO, Catherine Cross, all about cord blood and tissue banking and the 1,000 questions that I had. My child has cerebral palsy from a birth injury. I cannot go back in time. It is one of my greatest regrets. So I partner with Anja Health because I'm so passionate about cord blood and tissue banking, and I really want to teach you guys all about it. Code Birth Story gives you the biggest discount that there is available, and they are committed to Birth Story always being the biggest discount. So right now, it makes your kit only $20, which essentially covers shipping. So it's $180 off with Code Birth Story. So please consider cord blood and tissue banking. Look at anjahealth.com. Again, it's A-N-J-A Health. Dot com. And if you are going to bank your cord blood and tissue, then please use code BIRTHSTORY so you get the biggest and best discount that is available. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the Birth Story Podcast. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am so great. We have Ashley Roberts here today with Carolina's Newborn Care, and we're talking all about sleep and sleep training with your newborn and healthy sleep habits. So thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, let's dig right in. Ashley, who are you? Who are you? How did you find the Birth Story podcast and what brought you to sleep work? So um, I found the Birth Story podcast through a client of mine who spoke so highly of you. I just had to find out more about you and what you're up to. She used you as her personal birth doula um, and kind of told me a little bit about how she, how you supported her and also just kind of told me what you were up to in your business. And as a business owner, I was so intrigued with what you have going on, your new course and your book. Um, in sleep coaching, when I was 24, I started out as a nanny and just always children. And so I found nannying and loved it right away. Um, my second nanny job was with a newborn and I wanted this job so bad, but I had never worked one-on-one with a baby before. 
So I was so excited and grateful for this mother who hired me because she basically taught me everything at that point, how to raise a newborn, how to care for one, how to get her to sleep, you know, how to feed her, all those fun things. Um, And so I kept doing it. After that position, I started pursuing a nursing career and all throughout my school and my nursing career. And since then I worked with babies. I would work at nighttime. I would come and sleep with the babies so that the parents could get some rest. And I just started to learn like how to implement these healthy sleep habits just from working with so many babies and what worked and what didn't work. I left nannying for about four years to pursue my nursing career, kept working with babies at night um, and stayed in the nursing field for about four years before I realized I was much happier with babies. And so I went back to it. And shortly after, after leaving my nursing career, I started my company I started to notice that there was a huge need for new parents and needing support postpartum period, not just with sleep coaching, but with, you know, what, what products to buy, how to get the baby to calm down, how to soothe the baby thing and everything related to a newborn. They just, I could just see and how they, how receptive they were to it and how important it was to help newborn for new parents to navigate that, um, the postpartum period and especially the first year of their baby's life. Yeah. Um, I just actually went to a client's, a dual client's house yesterday who was, it was her first day home. And I was just like popping over to just check and see how she was doing. And I was actually dropping off some donated breast milk because her supply wasn't in yet. And she had had birthed a big baby and had a cesarean section. So we knew her supply may be delayed for three to five days, which is totally normal. So we just got her some donated breast milk and like kind of popped over. And 18 years later as a doula, Ashley, I'm sure like this is what you're talking about. Like you walk in and you see these parents in this just very fragile time, right? Like the dad was crying. Like, is this normal? Like, I mean, he's like, is this normal? And I'm like, oh, this like everything is so normal, you know? But what a special gift that you have with background in nursing, because that would make me feel very safe if you have this experience as a nanny and then you're a nurse also coming into my home to to teach me or talk to me about that. So like I just feel that moment that you're talking about with these new parents. Like I see it, I feel it, and it's it's very difficult to give direction For me, I'm a birth doula, so I'm leading everyone up till their birth. And then sometimes I feel like there's just this like drop off, right? Yeah, Um, And so there's also postpartum doulas. And if I understand you, you're also a postpartum doula, correct? Right. So I am a postpartum, I'm actually certified as a birth doula. I have zero experience as a birth doula. (laughs) All my experience is postpartum a certified postpartum doula, a certified pediatric sleep consultant, 
a newborn care specialist, uh, breastfeeding educator, and a former nurse. <laughs> so, I think that you feel like a very safe person to have on my team. I think yeah. this is wonderful. Okay, so let's dig into like what happened. Like you built this company, like you go to nursing school and you're like, no, I have to be at home with these parents. And you built this, you know, you built this company. But then like, how did you grow it? What do you feel like as you got in there and started working with these clients, what things were emerging for you that you were seeing over and over again that made you think like, I need to, I need to create a specific program for this? So what I realized in just working with families in the postpartum period, brand new parents, they were all overwhelmed that seemed to be the common theme. And I think that is because, and you've probably run into this so much too, is parents have so little time from the time they find out they're pregnant to the time they give birth to prepare. They have so much information coming at them. It's hard to decipher what to read, what classes to take, what advice to follow, both in during pregnancy and also in the postpartum period. So you have these moms who, you know, while they were pregnant, they were trying to do everything that they could to get ready, to get the nursery ready, you know, to, you know, get their registry ready to how do I plan and prepare for the actual birth, which is so important. Right. And then they get home from the hospital and they're just like, what now I am responsible for this human. I don't have the nurses to help me out and what do I do with this baby? Um, so that was kind of the underlying theme of just like needing some support and kind of like you were saying earlier to know, like, this is normal. I get that question all the time. Like, this is, is this normal. And, you know, nine times out of 10, the answer is yes, it is totally normal. So I feel like parents just need reassurance and support and working with someone who has experience, who's seen enough babies to know this is normal and to know when, Hey, maybe we do need to call the doctor or, you know, panic a little bit. (laughs) This is not normal. Mm -hmm. Um, So just kind of, I think just holding their hand and, you know, figuratively holding their hand and letting them know it's going to be okay. Um, and just kind of being there to answer questions and when it's out of my scope to tell them, you know, this is who you can reach out to, to get that answer. Yeah. So in its current form of Carolina's newborn care, tell me about the type of audience that you're reaching right now and what you're doing with sleep. Yeah. So I really like to work with moms who are still pregnant because again, I feel like as, you know, as prepared as you can be going into your birth and to have a plan, not just for your birth, but for the postpartum period, I feel like that relieves a lot of anxiety. I meet a lot of my clients when they're pregnant and I feel like that helps them, you know, check that off their list. Like I don't have to worry about what to do when I get home because I have Ashley, even if we're States apart, they know they can call me right away. They know we're lined up for our coaching sessions right away um, and have a plan so they're not kind of in the dark once they get home. Um, 
So yeah. you are virtual too, because I I want the audience to hear, even though it's Carolina's newborn care and Carolina's newborncare.com, like where you are, you are physically located, but you do work with um, birthing persons around the United States. Exactly. So yeah, I work with pregnant and postpartum women, expecting parents and new parents all over the U.S., Um, I am based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, so that's where the name of my company came from. And the type of workshops that I have available for my clients and viewers are all about, you know, preparing for the postpartum period. I like to give product recommendations. One of the number one things I like to talk about is sleep environment. So preparing parents for what they need to have in the baby's sleep environment to optimize sleep, to make sure baby has the best opportunity to get the rest that they need. So again, I like to make product recommendations too, um, and just talk about some of the, the common things that parents are doing or not doing to help support sleep. So some of the common things that I see over and over again, that's what I like to talk about in my workshops. And I'm also working on a membership program for postpartum parents. So it will be a three-month membership with um, coaching sessions in a group. So my idea is to have the virtual sleep coaching, but have it as a collaborative membership so that I'm putting you in touch with other moms that are in the same stage in the postpartum period. So you not only have me as a resource, but you also have other moms that are going through the same thing and you can relate to these other moms and learn from things that they're going through that maybe you're not necessarily going through yet, but it may come up in the future. So I saw a real need for that working with my clients who were just looking for another woman that's going through the same thing they are with a baby about the same age as their baby and just kind of learning from each other and having a friend that's going through it at the same time. Yeah, that is actually a pillar of my doula business. So my clients go into a macro community with all of my doula clients, and they go into a micro community with the six birthing persons that are due in their birth month. So it's a really good way for everyone to kind of connect. And you have somebody to text at two o'clock in the morning when you're like, is your baby in the four month sleep regression? Because mine is help, you know, Um, what a beautiful thing with community community. So Ashley, you have like, you have this incredible business, you're teaching online, you're teaching in person, you're showing up for parents. Let's break down sleep. Okay. Because if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, well, I'm just so worried about the birth. And then I'm worried about feeding my baby. The moment that your baby comes out at about three hours later, you're going to be thinking about sleep. How am I going to get to sleep? I've been in labor for 50 hours, you know. Oh, my goodness. I'm supposed to feed this baby every two to three hours. When am I going to sleep? How is my baby going to sleep? I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about the differences in sleep training programs and what your company cradles or teaches. Okay. 
So my program really focuses on supporting the entire family. So not just moms, but moms and their partners. Sometimes there's older siblings to consider. So my job and my goal is to support the entire family. So sleep coaching does tend to be a hot topic on the minds of new parents. So that is typically what I'm talking about a lot of time. So I provide the one-on-one coaching with my clients over the phone. We talk twice a week just about anything they're going through, anything that they need support with, Um, you know, how baby is sleeping, how baby is eating, if they're breastfeeding, supporting them through that. And again, just answering questions like, is this normal? Different sleep training methods. Um, My method is not really one in particular. So I definitely don't use cry it out. That's the one that I try to stay away from. I know that some parents that are not my clients have had to use it as sort of a last resort. So that's kind of how I view it. Luckily, I've never had to use cry it out. There are a lot of different methods. And so my method is sort of a collaboration of all of the books that I've read and different trainings that I've done. And so it's really centered around soothing the baby when the baby needs to be soothed, different ways to calm the baby and get the baby back to sleep. That's what I focus on. So we're always attending to our babies and we're giving them the attention that they need, whether it's they need a feeding or they just need some help getting back to sleep. So I really focus on sleep cycles and connecting those sleep cycles by using these sleep, the soothing methods. So babies tend to sleep for about 30 minutes at a time, and then they can go into another sleep cycle but it's, they have to learn how. So that's my job is to teach the parents how to do that. So that's basically what my sleep training methods are centered around. Okay. So what does it look like? Let's say we have like a three or four week old newborn and you said that their sleep cycles are about 30 minutes. So like, what does that look like for the parent? Like, do you, have you put the baby down and they're stirring? What do you mean by a 30 minute sleep cycle? Right. So basically if they are putting the baby down, uh, baby goes to sleep right away, or maybe baby needs a little bit of help getting to sleep initially, usually, especially early on, the baby is going to wake up around 30 minutes after falling asleep. So usually the parents will hear baby start to stir after 30 minutes. Baby might start crying right away. It really depends on the temperament of the baby. So what I like to help parents work through is getting the baby back to sleep after the 30 minutes when they start to stir or they start to cry and helping them get to sleep and stay asleep for an extended period of time. Got it. Okay. So, you know, mine are six and seven right now. So I'm trying to go back in time to those early days where I was like thinking, what, what did I do? Like what soothing methods 
did I use? Um, are there a couple of tips or tricks that you could just highlight that are some of the things that you find to be soothing for babies that someone listening today that may not be able to afford a sleep coach and it only has this episode to rely on that they could think about implementing? Yeah, I do. I want to say the first thing to remember is that as a new parent, you're going to be hypersensitive to every little noise that baby makes. So my first tip and a piece of advice really is that you, you need to learn your baby and the, the noises that they make and whether or not they're cueing or letting you know that they're hungry versus they just need help going back to sleep. So some of the things I do when I go in to sue the baby, the first thing I'll do is put in a pacifier. I feel like that's very soothing to a lot of babies. And sometimes that's all it takes. I will also put my hand on baby's belly. And I think that just the weight of my hand is very soothing. And that combined with the pacifier can get a baby back to sleep. Sometimes we go into some gentle rocking. Sometimes it's back rubs. Sometimes it's butt pats, but it's really more about the nation of doing all of those things, but also initially learning your baby's cues and what your baby is trying to tell you. So a lot of parents will think baby woke up after 30 minutes, baby must be hungry. And that's not always the case. Or sometimes baby wakes up after 30 minutes and, you know, sometimes it's longer if the baby gets older, the sleep cycle is a little longer, but sometimes baby will wake up and um, just need some help getting back to sleep. So it's not necessarily hunger. And it is really important to, to start to learn how your baby is trying to communicate with you. I tell parents, all babies cry. So it's learning what that cry means. That cry is their form of communication. So you won't meet a baby that doesn't cry because Babies are always going to want to communicate with their parents. Yeah, I love that. I like a little bit of like the sensory pressure. And then I know the sucking releases chemicals in the brain that are soothing and calming. Like I've always been pro pacifier. Some people aren't, but I'm like, I know that when I worked in neurosurgery and I worked with a lot of adults that had had traumatic brain injuries and they would still be like sucking their thumbs into their 30s, 40s, 50s. And the neurologist would describe about how like when the thumb hits the roof of the mouth, just like a pacifier, a nipple, and it releases soothing and calming uh, chemicals in the brain to help to be soothed, to be calm or back to sleep. So definitely pro pacifier over here. I appreciate some of those tips and tricks, Ashley, because there are so many people that just don't even know where to start. Another question that I had for the audience that I think would be helpful is how many hours like does a newborn sleep? Yeah. So Typically, I like to see 14 to 17 hours a day. So in the beginning, I like for the daytime sleep to be uh, between four and six hours and the nighttime sleep to be at least 10 hours. Um, And typically, I'm working on helping the newborn to get to sleep 
during the night first. So I say, let's work on nighttime sleep and then we'll work on naps later once we've sort of tackled that just for the sanity of parents, right? So if they can get a little stretch of sleep at night, they're not so worried about nap times. Um, but yeah, the total would be 14 to 17 hours okay. a day. Until about what age? So you start to see naps drop off around six, seven months. So a newborn's going to have anywhere from three to four naps a day in addition to their nighttime sleep. And then around six, seven months, that'll drop down to two naps a day. And then around anywhere from 10 to 14 months, they'll drop down to one. And then you, you see the, the one nap until they're as long as it really is possible. I was going to say that one nap going. (laughs) Mine was like until kindergarten. (laughs) So um, even if they didn't want to take a nap after like three and a half or four years old, I was like, we are taking a nap, you know? And it's funny. I mean, even now my six and seven year old, sometimes if we have a really big morning and then we have a drive home from the park or something, they'll absolutely still take a nap in the car on the way home. And I just sometimes think think it's, Right, precious. Ashley, that's very helpful to have it outlined with the hours. One of the things I hear all the time is like, well, the baby is just doesn't understand nights and days and it's kind of got their nights and days mixed up. And I'm like, well, how many, if they're sleeping 18 hours a day, right. you know, maybe that's more perception than reality. But so I liked that you said that you start with the nighttime sleep. Another thing I have my clients do that I feel is really important is have them download the baby tracker app. And so they can get, so they can understand exactly what's happening and they can look back on it. And usually have them look back on it when they've had a little bit of sleep because trying to look at it when they're sleep deprived is not helpful. I will ask my clients to share that with me so that I can look at it and say, oh, well, baby got eight hours of sleep during the day. So that might explain why baby didn't sleep great last night. So I can kind of say, let's cut back on the daytime sleep a little bit if we can to help support more sleep at night. So that's why I break it up into, you know, four to six hours during the day and at least 10 hours at night. Got it. Now, what do you think contributes to these sleep regressions that we hear about? Like you hear about this four month sleep regression, you hear Mm -hmm. about different sleep regressions, like what do you feel or do you know from data or science is contributing to these regressions? Yeah. So a lot of things I'll say the number one thing that I see is really development, which may not be what parents want to hear, but anytime baby has learned a new skill, such as learning to roll over, that might be the first thing that causes a sleep regression, but babies learned a new skill and baby is really excited about that. So a great opportunity for practice of that skill is in the crib or in the bassinet. They tend to have a regression just because their mind is kind of being wrapped around this new developmental skill. So you'll see it again when they learn to stand up, when they learn to pull up in the crib, 
that's when you'll see another regression because they're practicing their skill, which I think is really cool. Sometimes parents see their baby roll over for the first time on the monitor during nap time when baby's in the crib, which I think is really cool. That's probably the number one thing that contributes to sleep progression. So it's really about being consistent and getting through it and doing the same habits that you've been doing that have worked in the past. So I tell my clients, pick a bedtime and stick to it. Um, you know, I'm flexible. So, you know, 30 minutes, give or take, but try to stay around the same time every night and the same for the morning. So pick a wake up time and then stick to it. And that, that alone will help baby sort of decipher between day and night confusion that you hear about. So my baby doesn't know if it's day or night. So that's why we're having trouble getting baby to So picking a wake up time and picking a bedtime and trying to stick to it as closely as you can every day. And then when the regression hits, stick to all the things that you know that you've been doing, stay consistent kids love structure and consistency because it tells them what to expect and they love the security of knowing what to expect from their parents. Yeah, I will just agree as someone who has really, um, I would say I have good sleepers. I mean, we still co-sleep at six and seven years old. My children go to sleep in their own bed. I try to explain that to everyone. (laughs) They go to sleep in their own bed, but the second that they have a 30 minute sleep cycle, (laughs) which you're describing, and they wake up for a sip of water or to go to the bathroom or something, then they come in my bed and then they're just welcome there, you know? But the routine of go, my kids fall asleep very easily. And I will say, because we did implement very early, like as soon as they were born, structure, like this is when we eat dinner. This is when we nurse. This is when we take a bath. This Mm -hmm. is the songs that mommy sings. This is the sound machine goes on. The yeah. lights dim, and then we've always used an essential oil lavender with a with a carrier, um, and th- like they now they think it's like they say it's like superpowers and it like blocks <laughs> bad dreams, you know. Um, but these rituals, so exactly. I think it's really important. Okay, so right as we conclude, Ashley, you said that one of the things that really is a pillar of foundation of your business is the recommendation of products. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. So I was hoping that we would conclude this episode by just sharing just a few of your favorite items that you would recommend. Absolutely. Well, first I'll say for your listeners, I have a blog where I have a nursery checklist. And it's also linked to Amazon where you can just click and put it in your cart. So my all-time favorite item is the love to dream swaddle. And I love it because first of all, it's a zip up, which for new parents is great because you don't have to worry about how to fold and where to fold it. And so it's a zip up, but most importantly, the hands are swaddled up near the face. And so baby can actually soothe themselves with their own hands, which I think is awesome. And it's the only swaddle that I've seen on the market that allows you to swaddle baby's hands up. I also love the hatch white noise machine, 
I love it because you can control it from your phone. So if you need to turn it up from another room in your house, you can. If you need to turn it off, if you need to turn the light on, you can control it remotely from your phone. And it has a static white noise, which is what I recommend. But it also serves as a nightlight, which is perfect. Those are probably my all-time favorite items. I have so many that I love. I love that you have an Amazon wish list and a blog. And yeah. so I will link to it in the show notes. Okay. But do you like where would you direct my listeners to join your webinar or join some of your membership based courses? Like how can we get a hold of you and get to this blog and find your Amazon wish list? Yeah, so my blog is located at carolinasnewborncare.com slash blog. And you'll see the nursery checklist there. You'll also see the perfect sleep environment there, which are two great resources. You can also follow me on Instagram. So it's carolinas.newborn.care. And I am going to be having some workshops coming up and also the membership that I um, mentioned earlier. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will see the updates for, for both of those things. Awesome. Well, Ashley Roberts from Carolina's Newborn Care, thank you for coming on and just giving us a little perspective on like how challenging that newborn care period can be and how just having someone that like walks you through it or can be by your side, like you said, to comfort and reassure the new parents and then also to implement healthy sleep habits. What an important thing that is for the families and mental health, right? And the, the way we're able to show up for ourselves, for our partners, for the older siblings, for siblings to come. Sleep is so important for the entire family. I mean, Absolutely. again, everyone knows that's why I practice co-sleeping because uh, <laughs> we all sleep better when we just sleep together and we don't fight it, right? So I really appreciate you being on. I'm excited to send my own personal doula clients directly to this episode and to you. And I really hope that the birth story listeners will reach out to you to hire you virtually and to get some advice from you. Ashley, thank you so much. And then like once again, what's the website? So it's carolinasnewborncare.com and carolinasnewborncare.com slash blog to get those items that I mentioned, including the nursery checklist. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm so thrilled to be here. And I just think what you're doing is so important. Thank you for being part of the Birth Story family and listening to this episode. On Tuesdays every week are doula diaries, little snippets and tidbits from my week along with some teaching and education. And then on Thursdays, we meet here for our birth stories and our expert speakers. So thank you for being here and listening to the podcast twice a week. And if you are left wanting more, like Heidi, I've listened to all the episodes, I've read your entire book, then I hope you will meet me in Birth Story Academy and let me be your online childbirth educator to prepare you for your hospital birth, no right, matter what Before that looks we go, like. don't forget, you can go to anjahealth.com, A-N-J-A health.com and use code birthstory 
for the biggest and best discount available right now. It's $180 off, which makes your kit just $20. Okay, so go. Go there today. Go there right now. AngelHealth.com. Thank you for listening to Birth Story. My goal is you will walk away from each episode with a clear picture of how labor and delivery might go and that you will feel empowered by the end of your pregnancy to speak up plan and prepare for the birth you want, no matter what that looks like.